Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Well, good day and welcome to Voice of the Church. We are glad you're joining us again this week as we finish up our brief series this month on Isaiah chapter 40. We have seen how God desires to give comfort to his people, how he desires to give encouragement and strength and help to the weary, and how he does this in showing who he is in revealing himself to us in Christ that we may know the beauty and the power of the living God. Yet as the chapter concludes, as the chapter ends, we find that despite all God has done and said, sometimes his people struggle to believe it. Sometimes they can't comprehend the greatness of God's love for them. Sometimes something gets in the way. And now as we study God's Word, we want to see how we can have things getting in the way of knowing God's care for us, God's greatness, seeing God's glory, and how we remove it. Isaiah 40 verse 27 says this, Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Well, as we study this passage, we see right off the bat that idea and concept that Israel, despite all God has done for them, sometimes feels as if God doesn't care. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my cause is disregarded by my God? Notice how the people are feeling. They are feeling as if God doesn't see their struggles. Their way is hidden. They are looking for help, but their cause is disregarded by God, or at least that's how they feel. We all have this sometimes. One of my favorite songs from a musical is the song, Do You Love Me? from Fiddler on the Roof. In that song, the hero Tevya is speaking to his wife Goldie. They've been married for 25 years, and this is what he says, Do you love me? She responds, For 25 years I've washed your clothes, cooked your meals, cleaned your house, given you children, milked the cow. After 25 years, why talk about love now? Tevye's not satisfied. He asks her again, do you love me? And she responds, do I love him? For 25 years I've lived with him, fought with him, starved with him. For 25 years my bed is his. If that's not love, what is? Tevye says to his wife, then you love me? And Goldie responds, I suppose I do. And Tevye responds, and I suppose I love you too. It's a wonderful song and a rather comical one of how a husband and wife, after 25 years, can question each other's love. When in reality, as Goldie responds, there's no reason to question it. That's kind of what it's like in the Christian life, and what it's like in life in general sometimes, isn't it? We doubt the love of God. We doubt the care of God. If we had eyes to see all he did for us, we'd have no questions. We'd be floored and never have a doubt of his love for us. Yet sometimes... The struggles of life, the reality of our sin, the blindness of our own hearts can cause us not to see the goodness of God. 
And we find ourselves in this trap. It's a trap. It's a sin. But you're not alone. People of God have struggled with this throughout history. And when they struggle, God has not cast them off. Instead, God has loved them even more. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Think of what God is saying. Have you forgotten me? I am the everlasting God. I am the one who made all things and hold them up out of the word of my mouth. I don't get tired. I don't fall asleep. I never fail to watch over you. Your just cause is never passed over by me. You're never hidden from my sight. I know where you are every step of the day, and every time my eyes are on you, they are on you for your good and out of kindness that I feel towards you in my son, Jesus Christ. You feel like I've cast you off. Have you forgotten all I've done for you, not for 25 years, but throughout the history of this world? How I have given you my word and I have given you my son, that you might know my love. Your way is not hidden from me. I am the everlasting God. And that reality and that message is something each and every one of us needs to hear. God knows you. Whether you're following Christ today or you're not, God knows you. He knows your ways. He knows when you sit down. He knows when you rise. If you think you can hide from God, you're, you're playing a fool's game. I one time walked through my church. After church, sometimes people stay around and chat and have fellowship talking to each other. And sometimes the parents talk a little longer than the kids want them to talk. The kids are ready to go home, but mom and dad just keep on talking. One time I was walking through church after fellowship had been going for a while. And I saw a little boy hiding in a corner by a closet. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm hiding from my sister. We're playing hide and seek. She'll never find me. I walked a little further and around a corner and I saw his sister hiding under a stairwell. I said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm hiding from my brother. We're playing hide and seek. He'll never find me. And it's true. They would never find each other because they're both hiding from each other. If you've ever played hide and go seek with little kids, you know how fun it can be. They can think that they're hiding from you when they can't see you. So maybe they're hiding behind a couch and they close their eyes or tuck their head into their knees. They think because they can't see you that you can't see them. How childlike we can be if we think that God doesn't see us simply because we don't see him. God is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He never faints nor is weary. His understanding no one can grasp. He knows you. He sees you. And he loves you in your weakness and in your brokenness. He exercises his almighty power out of a care for you and for your salvation. We know this because in his almighty power he chose to become weak. In his almighty power he chose to take on to himself human flesh. He made himself nothing. He was found in the likeness of man, as Philippians 2 teaches us. That is speaking of the incarnation of Jesus Christ. When God became man. We know this almighty God cares for us because when Jesus became man, he walked upon this earth not as a sovereign judge, not as one with a sword to execute the wicked. There's a time when he came to a village of the Samaritans and he asked if he could stay there for the night and the Samaritans rejected him because he was on his way to Jerusalem. 
The disciples came up to Jesus and said, Do you want us to call down fire upon this village because they didn't receive you? And Jesus said, No. You don't know what kind of character you are. The Son of Man didn't come to condemn men's lives. The Son of Man came to save them. Where do we see God's awesome power and great love? We see it in Christ. We see that this God cares for us because he took on human flesh and he lived a perfect life of mercy and compassion. And yet he allowed his enemies to nail him to the cross. And God the Son allowed God the Father to pour out the fullness of his anger upon him that he might save you. Do you think he'd now forget you? Do you think the God who sent his Son to die for you would somehow misplace you? Somehow leave you aside and allow you to wander? Do you think he'd let you go? No. We feel that way sometimes. That is an experience of faith. To feel forsaken by God, though, doesn't mean you are forsaken. Our feelings don't determine truth. God's word determines truth. And so Isaiah takes this people who feels forgotten and he reminds them of the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. And he would have us be reminded of Jesus. He is not forgotten. What then should we do? Where should we go? Well, the text goes on to say this, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. You know, as a pastor, I sometimes get to do youth conferences and I've seen a number of times where some of these young men at a youth conference, they want to try and show off. I don't know if it's for the other guys or if it's for the girls, most likely for the girls, but I don't know if they always watch when they're trying to show off. But sometimes they'll show off trying to, you know, exercise those young, healthy, strong bodies. The girls walk by and send the basketball game becomes a lot more serious. And I've seen a few guys sometimes uh, challenge each other over arm wrestling at the tables in the dinner hall, uh, hoping to show the muscles of the arms. The youths are our strength, aren't they? They have these healthy and fit bodies. But even they, says the Bible, even they grow weary. And even they will stumble and fall. There is no human strength that is sufficient to get through all that this life and its struggles and difficulties has to get through. There is no human strength that is able to go on its own, all human strength will fail. Unless, unless that human strength becomes humble, unless that human strength becomes and recognizes its need, and unless that human strength turns from its own strength to wait upon the Lord, to put their hope in the Lord. That's the next verse. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You see, this chapter began with a message of comfort. God giving comfort to his people. But how do we get that comfort? How do we find it? The chapter goes on to say we must understand and see God. But in order to do that, we need to know a few key things. We must repent. We must acknowledge the weakness of our hearts, the inability of our hands, and set our hope and our faith not in ourselves, not in our idols, not in the wisdom of our age, but set our hope in the Lord, who is indeed the everlasting God, the Creator, who loves us so much He gave us His only begotten Son. And when you set your hope in that God, you will renew your strength. And you will see what it is to soar on the wings of eagles in the midst of a difficult and troubled world. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not faint. This doesn't mean the Christian never tires. This doesn't mean there aren't times when the Christian finds themselves feeling burned out, 
undone, can go no further. But it does mean this, that when you're in those times of feeling that burnout, you turn your eyes back to Jesus. You put your hope again in Him, and you will renew your strength day after day after day. Setting your eyes upon Christ is the way to know the glory of God. Setting your eyes upon Christ is the way to know the comfort of the Lord. And setting your eyes upon Christ is the way to have your strength renewed so you can live and serve in the life God has given you for the glory of the Lord who made you and the Lord who loves you so much he didn't spare his only son. Setting your eyes upon Christ is the key of beholding the glory of God and setting your eyes upon Christ is the key of living a life for the glory of that God. Isaiah 40 is a great chapter of the Bible, but it is just one of many that show us the beauty of God. As we conclude our month's studies, I want to encourage you not to stop studying the Word of God. Open it up. Search the Scriptures, the Word that lives forever. As you do so, ask God to show you the living Lord. Ask God to show you Christ. And He will show you. He will renew you. I don't have to know your name. I don't have to ever meet you. Because God himself is the one you need, who you will find. May the Lord help us to know the beauty of Christ, and may he help us to experience it as we wait upon the Lord, setting our hope and faith in him. The Lord's blessings to you in the week ahead. May God strengthen your hand in Christ, and may God help you to know the glory and beauty of who he is. <laughs> 